Welcome to A Pushing History. I am Liam Brune. And I'm James Crawford. Today we're going to be looking at the Whiskey Rebellion. Who was involved, what led to it, what it was, what its effects were, and why it was important. So, let's dive right into the first question. Who was involved? Who was involved in the Whiskey Rebellion, Liam? Well, right at the gate, we have the Founding Fathers, Alexander Hamilton, George Washington, the $10 bill, the $1 bill, respectively. Alexander, Alexander Hamilton argued for centralizing American debt after the American Revolution and insisted the whiskey tax to make sure that the government would have enough money. And George Washington was the president at the time and went to put down the rebellions. In addition to the government leadership at the time, there was also farmers, tax collectors, and Major James McFarlane. Major James McFarlane, who was the appointed leader of the rebellion. In addition to him, there were the farmers who did the actual rebelling, and there were the tax collectors who were some of the first people to be targeted by the rebellion. Now that we've introduced some of the important players in the Whiskey Rebellion, we can now talk about what led to it. At the end of the American Revolution, the states did not as much see themselves as one country, but as a coalition of separate states. In other words, people did not so much think of themselves as Americans. They thought of themselves as Virginians or New Yorkers and Pennsylvanians. While this may not seem like an important distinction, it meant that there was no central currency. This led to some colonists, instead of using paper money to pay people, using whiskey as currency. They did this because whiskey had a constant value across any state line, and whiskey is easy to transport. This worked because everyone agreed on using whiskey as a currency. We do not have to use paper money by, to buy something if what people are using is common and agreed upon. Hypothetically, we could use horses as currency if everyone agreed to it. In addition, unlike rum or wine, whiskey only needed cereal grains, so they did not need to import it or ingredients into the colonies. This meant that whiskey was the most democratic alcohol out there, and Americans really liked their democracy juice. In addition to it being well-liked, it was also much easier for Western farmers to move than corn. Before the tax was implemented, George Washington had thought that it was a bad idea. So why did he implement it? Well, when he gauged the opinion of America, he got a favorable response. However, he had only asked the government officials in Pennsylvania and Virginia, and this did not really end up being reflective of the entire country's beliefs. Now, what exactly was the Whiskey Rebellion, Liam? Well, James, the Whiskey Rebellion was one of the first national taxes collected by the brand new United States government, more specifically the National Bank. The National Bank? Wasn't that created by Alexander Hamilton and George Washington? But you could say that Alexander Hamilton sparked the rebellion. Yes, you definitely could. This was because Hamilton wanted to recover from the Revolutionary War debt. Alexander Hamilton was one of the most important people in the founding of the National Bank, the Revolution, and the Treasury. He founded the National Bank, which was particularly important to the government at the time because fighting the Revolution had cost him lots and lots of money, 
which they borrowed from other countries, burying the new country in debt. So Hamilton decided it was within the nation's constitutional rights to create a national bank to consolidate away the nation's debt and help the states pay off their debt as well. He also he was also one of the most trusted men in George Washington's cabinet. After retiring from politics, he would go on to start a law firm and become an abolitionist attempting to ban slavery in New York. Alexander Hamilton, being the smart man that he is, did not just choose whiskey because of the frequent use, but because beer spoiled, it was harder to transport and the rum distilling process had been interrupted by the war. Now, due to the tax being on something so valuable and used at the time, this angered many of the low-class farmers who would work all day. They would use their whiskey to calm down and relax after a hard day's work. You might be thinking, this is an awful tax, but the farmers, so mad that the whiskey was taxed, started a rebellion. This rebellion was more like an angry mob, moving from door to door, breaking things, especially tax collectors' property. Yeah, it seems like it would suck to be them at this point, but... They were some of the first people targeted in the rebellion. Who led this angry mob of farmers ravaged through the newly founded America, Liam? It was none other than James, Major James McFarlane, who we mentioned earlier, who was a veteran from the Revolutionary War. He led the rebels for a little while before being shot trying to take over Bower Hill. His mob then retaliated by burning all of it down. Yes, but the owner of the house, a federal agent and tax collector named John Neville, hid and ran. I feel bad for the ten men he left to guard the home. They were eventually surrounded, but dealt a severe blow and, and killed the mob's leader. Yeah, that part's a little darker, but this next bit is actually kind of funny. I agree. So with this victory, they move on to Pittsburgh. They do this because someone named David Bradford ambushed a mail carrier from Pittsburgh and found letters that disapproved of the rebellion. The rebels then amassed 7,000 men outside of Pittsburgh ready to attack. This was all for nothing. Uh, fear that Pittsburgh was going to be under attack, they kicked out the writers of the disproving letters and gave the rebels lots of whiskey. With this, the rebels agreed to march through peacefully. By this point in time, George Washington and Alexander Hamilton had had enough and decided to send a militia down to counter the rebels. This militia consisted of 12,000 men from surrounding states. Their job was to fight off the rebels. The 12,000 militia soldiers surrounded Pennsylvania. The rebels tried to convince George Washington that the militia was unnecessary and peace had been restored, but he elected to maintain the military presence. This was because when they arrived to the face of the rebels, they were all gone. The militia was met with anger from the citizens of Pennsylvania, but was never met with violence. They began to round up suspected rebels. These prisoners were marched back to Philadelphia to stand trial for treason. Only two men were found guilty, both of whom were pardoned by George Washington. This act ended the Whiskey Rebellion. Hold on a minute. I get that the tax was controversial, but what made sending an army such a controversy? Well, Liam, people accused Hamilton of trying to use it to seize power. So, what were some of the lasting effects of the Whiskey Rebellion? Well, one of the major effects of this rebellion was simply the cancellation of the whiskey tax, leading to the federal government 
having to find another way to pay off national debt. Were there any other effects? Well, there was the showing of power of the new federal government. Many people doubted the ability of this new government to withstand protest and reform, along with violent rebellions such as the Whiskey Rebellion and Shays Rebellion. Did I hear you say there was another rebellion? Yes, about six years before the Whiskey Rebellion, there was a similar uprising called Shays Rebellion. This was also because of a heavy tax collection system put in place because of the war. The rebels made a last stand and were defeated in Shenfield, Massachusetts. So you were saying the federal government showed its ability to stop riots. But what about reform? Because this was a new government was based on constitutional rights. And one of those constitutional rights is the right to protest. While this is true, it's the people's right to protest. Riots were not permitted by the federal government. So directly following the riots, the government started to ease up on the collection of the tax, but eventually stopped collecting it altogether. But the tax was not repealed until the election of Thomas Jefferson in 1800. Was there any other effects to the federal government because of the Whiskey Rebellion? Well, there is because the rebellion was considered a rebellion, not a protest. The government had to find a way to deal with it. It was one of the first times military force was used on civilians in the new United States of America. This is still used in con control riots today and protests that have turned violent. If the state government declares a state of emergency, then the military may be called to disperse the rioters and keep the peace. But right after the riots, the people wanted change in the government. They wanted the, the tax repealed. So they would then vote for Thomas Jefferson. He made some major changes to the government. He signed the Louisiana Purchase, which increased the size of the United States by two by two. He then repealed the whiskey tax. He had one of the most important presidencies in the United States. That is all we have for today. Thank you very much for listening to A Pushing History. This episode was researched by Nicholas Betcher, Liam Brune, James Crawford, and Brett Hansen. This the episode, episode was, was also written by the same four, and this episode was recorded by James Crawford and by me, Liam Brune.